fascinating, interesting debate show is live in the huddle. Hi, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Hi, how y'all doing? <laughs> okay, ladies and gents, welcome back to another topic here on In the Huddle. And, you know, I had to play it off because anytime I talk about this specific topic, I get a little bit crazy to the point where I can't even find my words. So I just say, hi, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Anyway, Cavaliers star Donovan Mitchell. It's mad weird saying Cavaliers star because I thought I would be saying Nick star Donovan mm. Mitchell, right? But I'm saying Cavaliers star. Like, how did this happen? Okay, wake up from the coma, dummy. We in 2022. A lot has happened. Anyway, Cavaliers star Donovan Mitchell says he thought he was being traded to the Knicks. I had a feeling I was going to get moved. I, like I said, I thought it was New York. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Can the Knicks be a playoff team this season despite missing out on the prize? I won't call him free agent because he was traded, but the prize acquisition in Donovan Mitchell. And we have a lot to say on this topic, including myself. I will sort this off, and then Dino, you can pick it up. Because um, I know we both got a lot to say about this topic. I think for me, for starters, reflecting back to that whole Donovan Mitchell botch trade from the New York Knickerbockers that everybody's giving the Knicks credit for, for saying, nah, I'm good, when we actually did send out a package for the Cavaliers that they turned down. I think hearing that Donovan Mitchell like thought he was going somewhere, it kind of won me off a little bit funny because I'm saying to myself, Wait, so you didn't have any intel of where you was going. All right, cool. The Jazz was a team that got about four first-round picks for Woody Gobert. They got a first-rounder for Royce O'Neal. And they also got a package of players in that deal. Okay, cool. You would assume that Danny Ainge would work out a deal with his best player, you know, if you're going to trade the dude to say, all right, let's work together and see if we can find a trade that we could benefit from, but you also would want to go to, right? I just think you would have that type of respect for a guy in Donovan Mitchell who, number one, didn't request to be traded despite you tearing down this franchise and remain publicly in check, privately in check, by saying, you know, I'm going to thug it out. I'm, got, I'm not pushing for a trade. I would think you would work something out with that dude. And I think, you know, the Knicks, it would have been a win for all three phases, all three parties. For Donovan Mitchell, he goes home. That's where he want to go to. The Knicks, it will be, you know, you're getting a star to add along Jalen Brunson. And for Danny Ainge, you will be getting the assets that are better than the assets that you ultimately got for Donovan Mitchell from Cleveland. So now, with that being said, you know, I think the fact that Donovan Mitchell didn't have no intel, I think it's alarming to me that he didn't just know, like, ah, right, you traded to Cleveland. Cool. But anyway, with that being said, to answer the question more directly, I think the Knicks are going to be fine. You know, I like to pick up a Brunson. I know a lot of people thought we overpaid for the dude, but he gives us one word, stability at the point guard position. We all know that um, a lot of people come to me and say, well, Lil, how is the spacing going to be? Right? He benefited from a lot of spacing out there in Dallas. We don't have shooters like that. So how is he going to operate? Well, I would say I would counter that question with an argument of my own. Okay, he was playing alongside Luka Dantich, one of the highest, excuse me, the highest usage rate in the NBA. That's hard to show your full playmaking skills because every time that Luka was out for the games that he was out, his points per game went up and his assist totals went up as well. 
So now that he has the keys to the car, then he can drive. Literally, he is the guy. He's the most talented player on the roster. No shots of RJ Barrett. He's on the way. But now you can show your playmaking abilities more. And now you don't have to be worried about trying to fit in with a Don. No, you are the Don for our team. Another reason why I think we could improve. I don't know about making the playoffs to be exact to answer the question. I say playing. I think we're a playing team for sure. We have to be better than last year. You have RJ Barrett and the evolution of RJ Barrett. If you look at his trajectory, he always got better as an all-around NBA player. I think that increases. Now that Brunson is going to take away some of that headache and heartache for Barrett. So, yeah, I think we're going to improve. Listen, I think Tibbs learned his lesson. He knows what happens when you give Obi Top in his minutes. Look at his points per game when he got his minutes towards the back end. So I think improvement by young guys, the development of RJ, developing into a star, and the addition of Jalen Brunson will be enough to get us to the playing tournament because look at the East. I'll leave it there. Yo, I don't know, man. I mean, the last part, look at the East. I agree with you. The Knicks are going to get better. With Brunson, they're going to get better. Now they got a point guard. They're going to get Brunson, Barrett, Toppin, uh, Mitchell Robinson, Randall. That's, that's not a bad lineup, you know? They're going to be a better team. But the thing is, is look at the East. Now, Donovan Mitchell just got traded to the East. Cleveland is not a playing team anymore. Cleveland got substantially better because guess what? They get up Sexton, Markinen, uh, Agbaji, I think that's how you say his name, and five first. That's a hefty haul for, for Diamond Mitchell. I think the Cavs, they, I think they overcompensate. And Jose, I remember there was a, one of the episodes previously, you said you would give up eight uh, first-round picks for Lillard. That would be good, but not for Mitchell. I ain't giving eight picks for Lillard, and I ain't giving eight picks for Mitchell. I think that the... The Cavs overpaid a little bit because, in my eyes, Mitchell is a good number two. I don't think Mitchell's a number one guy. No, he granted, 25 a game, that's who Mitchell is, but I just don't know if he's the number one guy because he was number one guy in Utah, and, you know, they were always getting bounced in the first or second round. They were the heavy favorites against the Mavs this year, and they got bounced, and Luka didn't play three games, or two, three games he didn't play, and the Mavs won six. So I think – but I do think the Cavaliers got substantial because now you got – you got Darius Garland, you got Donovan Mitchell, you got Evan Mobley, the runner-up rookie of the year, and you got Jared Allen. Like, that's team right there. So now Cleveland, is they're not playing team. They're a five-seed. They're a five-seed, in my opinion. So you put them in the upper echelons, you put them up there with, you know, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Heat, the Sixers, the Cavs. That's five right there. You got the Nets with uh, whatever they got going on there. You know, you got – you still got Kyrie Irving. You got Kevin Durant, seven-foot sniper. And now you got Ben Simmons. If who knows what he's gonna play, or they would say Bum Simmons. Is he gonna play? We don't know. We'll see what happens. But you still got the Nets there, right? And you got the Hawks. Um, and you got you, the East runs deep now. It's not like the East used to be like we were growing up, we were younger, how you know LeBron just ran the East. It was like LeBron, the Pacers, and the Celtics. Like that was it. It's not like that anymore. The East runs deep. So did the Knicks miss out on Mitchell? Yes, they did, because I still thought they gave a pretty good package, and the Knicks would have gotten even better with Mitchell. But- uh, let me question. Question real quickly here, Dino, for you, because I, I said playing. I I'm, I don't think we a playoff team. I don't know what <laughs> Zay going to say in a few minutes. He didn't want to say the Knicks were going to be the 3C last year, so I'm very interested in hearing where he thinks the Knicks are going to be, because the Knicks could never do no wrong in Zay eyes. I'm more of an objective Knicks fan. I, I say playing, but I think for, for me also, it's like, okay, if we got Donovan Mitchell, where would we be? 
Mm. I would because say a lot like of people, a... a lot of people question like having two guards that are six one. You know, um, defensive liabilities. The, How the much Knicks, better? The Knicks were going to give up Barrett for Mitchell, right? Or was it Toppin? Right. Right. Yeah, we Barrett, give up right? Barrett and Mitchell. Barrett and, yep. No sense on his team. Yeah, you know I don't. Saying? I think if you take away Barrett, uh, this is this is my reasoning. You take away Barrett off that Knicks team, whether you get Mitchell or not, the Knicks aren't going to improve as much as Cleveland did because replacing Colin Sexton is a lot uh, easier than replacing RJ Barrett in the circumstances that they are on their teams. Like you so, give the Cavs, so the Mitchell question and now the, the Cavs get a lot better. But if you take Barrett off the Knicks, even though you put Mitchell there, you're still losing Barrett. So, who could play the two and the three. So the question and Barrett's is, Barrett's going to only get better. Sexton, I don't think he's going to get as better as Barrett's going to get. So the question that I have is, Claire, I thought we had a better package, and Claire, Cleveland was still able to keep their depth and core intact. So it's like, how were yeah. they able to get that deal done when we had eight first round picks? It's like. Why and we have better play? Listen, I just think Danny Ainge. I don't know. Knicks. That's the Knicks, right? That's what there. I think. You know, but Zay, go ahead, my brother. You know, y'all both made very excellent points. Y'all both brought up a lot of things that happened throughout the trade. And um, for me, I believe the Knicks will be fine and will make the plan despite missing out on Mitchell Rob, um, Donovan Mitchell, excuse me, because we re-signed Mitchell Robson. So, uh, missing out on Donovan Mitchell. Here's why. Um, I think we are overrating the Cavaliers based off our star talent. We have to understand that their starting five is going to be Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Karis LeVert, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. But I don't know about you guys. That sounds like the worst per, um, perimeter defending team in the NBA. They can't defend in the perimeter. Karis LeVert being your best perimeter defender is horrible. Um, Laurie Markin and being in that starting line by seven foot hindered teams from shooting threes. They couldn't do what they wanted to do because they played a 3-2 zone, put Laurie Markkinen up top, and forced guys to drive into the paint, to drive past Markkinen, to go towards Mobley and Allen. With Karis LeVert out there, with Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, who are both 6-2 to 6-3 each, they're not going to be able to defend anybody um, in that perimeter and shoot. They're going to be getting three shot over them for the majority of that season. There's a three-point shooting league. So if you're saying that don't matter, that's going to be a matter to a lot of teams. I don't have the Cavaliers in the top six a spot um, seed in the in the Eastern Conference. Right now, in my opinion, no order right now because, um you know, jumble around. It's Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, Miami Heat, Brooklyn Nets, Toronto Raptors, and who's on six team? Well, Philly. Philly. Yeah, Those I think the, the Cavs. I think the, the Cavs, Cavs are going to be a playing than... team. They, them getting Donovan Mitchell doesn't increase their chances. You have to also remember the Cavaliers do not have a bench. They have Kevin Love coming off that bench. That's not enough to, to win them games. Kevin I Love is Cavs... at best right now as a spot-up shooter. I believe Cavs LeVert is coming off the bench, if I'm not mistaken, and Ru Ricky Rubio will be coming off the bench, too. I think they benches. You know, they have experience. They need to start it then because if they, if they got well, Karis LeVert come off the bench, I got to find out who the heck they, their starting small forward will be because it doesn't look good. That team It'll does not Karis. defend well. Karis going, Karis for some things. Oko, some, he has an African so, name. It is, it is interesting to see how this team's going to go. The, the, the Knicks did justice because if you would have traded for Donovan Mitchell, they would have been depleted assets. They would have been depleted cap space to sign anyone else to go to that team. And the team would have had a long gem in guards because they would have know they would have kept Evan Forney. They would have kept Crane Grimes. They would have kept Derrick Rose. They would have kept Emmanuel quickly. They would have kept all these different guards on the team. Miles McBride and had nowhere to play them because they added Donovan Mitchell to a team. Everyone wants a star. Oh, the stars don't come to New York. It's because the Knicks don't develop stars. We haven't developed an NBA star since Patrick Ewing in the 80s. We have to think about that. We need to develop stars. Everyone complains about stars not coming to New York is because you don't develop them. 
We finally have a star in um, R.J. Barrett. We finally have guys. Emmanuel quickly, his rookie year, had more 20-point games and 30-point games than Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball. You have to, we have to remember those things. These are the small things that people forget about. We have Obi Toppin, who we drafted high. Develop him. We have Quentin Grimes, we drafted. Develop him. We have Mitchell Robinson. You still got to develop him. The guy came out of high school and went straight to the NBA. You de- no, you're not I, developing all of our young assets and talent. You mean Tim? That, I, I'm glad seeing you speaking to Tim and not me or Dino here. No, no, no. I mean, Tim, Tim's, Tim's yeah, doing what that, he can. That, Tim's that, is keeping the talent. He's, he's, he's developing them. We're talking about the guys that develop. RJ has, since he's been with Tim's, has increased his, th- um, his and that's um, because, scoring per game. And that's more so on a, a few factors. RJ Barrett, him putting the work in, and the fact that he was our highest pick, you know, of the last couple of years that we thought, you know, would be that guy. So he had talent already. I'm talking about the guys that are not as talented as RJ. We all know the stubbornness of Coach Tibbs, right? We all know he wants to play, you know, um, veterans. That's his thing. He just play the veterans. And when you have Evan Fournier lodging in all the minutes that he lodged in last year when it was clear it wasn't going to work, I just think when you have a guy like Ken Reddish, for example, you know, on your team and you're not playing him at all, it's just the ultimate sign of disrespect and the neglection to the young stars that could potentially be on your team. And I don't feel that Coach Tibbs is the guy to do so. So I could understand why Tibbs, you know, would be in a better spot if you got in Donovan Mitchell because we all know that he's going to play Donovan Mitchell a lot of minutes and Jalen Brunson. I feel sorry for Jalen Brunson to some extent because he's going to be playing a lot of minutes and he's a point guard. Remember, Derek Rose and Tibbs. And he's undersized too. So that's and we don't shoot. We don't shoot. So that's another thing. Real quick. And I think coach, before you oh, get yeah, in yeah. real quick, I just want to say something real quick. I'd say that this training camp and preseason is going to show where Tibbs is at because Tibbs always gives people a fair shake if you have a great preseason. You have a great preseason, a great training camp. He gives you a fair shake. This is going to be the preseason if Cameron comes into training camp and earns his minutes, takes somebody's spot because that could potentially happen this preseason. Evan Fournier is another person who could potentially earn more minutes if he comes into the preseason training camp like FIBA of a Fournier. Fournier, when he's playing in the international tournaments, looks amazing. He looks spectacular. You would have thought he was a star player in the NBA, the way he plays in a freaking um international tournaments. But it all comes down to what happens in that preseason training camp. We have a lot of guys on our team that are hard workers, and that's something that takes away minutes from certain guys. Cam Reddish has been known as a lackadaisical basketball player. He trots off the court. He doesn't run full speed. He doesn't do a lot of different things, despite his talent. He does a, he has a he has a astigmatism on his name that uh he is a lazy basketball player. He is a guy who does not play full speed. And that is a knock on his name. That's a knock that he has to take off. But if he feels like he's a star in his league and he deserves to get star treatment, then he's gonna get seated on a bench because you didn't earn nothing yet. You got drafted high in Atlanta, but you didn't play like a star in Atlanta. You waited until Trey Young got hurt. You waited until guys didn't or um weren't showing up at the time to say, okay, let me score 25, let me score 30, let me play, let me hustle, um, get some plays going. He has to score in order to hustle, and that's the issue with Cam Reddish from a lot of people's eyes. He needs to earn those minutes. Until then, he's just going to be another talented brother in the NBA who didn't hustle and didn't play hard and got seated on the bench for long periods of time. So, Zay, quick question. Oh, go ahead, Mel. Go ahead. Uh, Quick question. So, why did the Knicks give up a first-round pick for him? We traded Kevin Knox. You, you can't you can't get rid of Kevin Knox without trading a first round pick. <laughs> that was the best. That was the best thing the Knicks did. They traded Kevin Knox 
and and got and got. I think they got rid of a a, a future pick or a, a, yeah. it wasn't our pick. I think it was it was like it was like one of those picks that had oh, like okay. a protected a protection on it. So it wasn't like an unprotected pick plus Kevin Knox. It was like a, a Kevin Knox in here, which was smart because Kevin Knox was stinking up the, the garden. It, it was getting bad. He redrafted him high too. He just was not learning. He couldn't shoot. He was shooting inconsistent. And, and, and he couldn't that's, finish at the rim. And, and that's part of the problem because the Knicks, they don't draft like they have iffy drafts. Kevin Knox being an example, a guy that we drafted with a high pick. Um, we drafted him over Michael Porter Jr. Exactly, exactly. And we drafted Frank E. Tequila over Donovan Mitchell, who we could have drafted and not have to worry about Danny Ainge. This and this is like, okay, we miss out a lot on draft picks. So, and we're not playing the young guys like we're supposed to. So, and we're not getting the free agents that we're supposed to. It's like, yo, how do we win, bro? And um, a, a team that nobody mentioned here is the Bulls. They got DeMar DeRozan. They got Vucevic. They got a, you know, a, a decent team that, you know, was healthy at one point. If they were healthier, they probably could be a little bit more competitive. It's like, okay, you go through all these teams. It's like the playing game. I said it with confidence. Now I'm thinking about it. It's like how much better Ori, bro? Like, real, real talk. Because we need talent I'm to sorry. win. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but it's just like. Being a Celtics fan, like, I have my own experience of misery and not getting Kevin Durant. If we got Kevin Durant, I think we're winning the finals. But we didn't get Kevin Durant. The East is wide freaking open because you got all these freaking teams that are – the East is, like, 10 teams deep. Like, all these teams are – they're good, and they can make a run at the given time. And, Zay, I want to go back to your point about Cleveland not having good perimeter defense. I agree with you on that. But what the thing is is – Cleveland, like like we talked about, they gave up less assets that are going to make the team worse to get Mitchell than the Knicks would have. So Cleveland, they got better. And I really, I got to say, Cleveland's like a five seed. And if you look at the five teams I say are ahead of Cleveland in terms of the standings, I go Boston, us, um, Milwaukee, Miami, and probably Philly. What about Chicago? All those teams. Chicago, why are you Chicago, guys? Chicago, Chicago? Chicago's a six. I think they don't play like defense. Six or <laughs> seven. Plus, the, the Chicago can't stay healthy. Oh, you know, they got Lonzo. Lonzo, I love him, but he's been out since the Nets. You know, 2021. You know, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, um, they the ahead of Nets. them. Yeah, but like, so. we saw how they were last year, and they were healthy. But I mean, Kyrie being part-time and everything, but. I mean, we, we don't know. We and don't know what's better than That's because they're so dysfunctional so, as well. New York basketball my, is dysfunctional. Who is going to give them problems from deep? Because this ain't the Western Conference. The Western Conference, I feel like they got more shooters. In the Eastern Conference, who do you got? I mean, granted, we have three-point shooters, but we're spotty from three. When the Celtics go down, we start just chucking up threes because we, we just lose our minds. We're not mentally strong yet. I mean, you got Milwaukee, I mean, but Giannis can't really shoot threes like that. The reason why the, the 76 is a little really, bit iffy when it comes to shooting threes. Like you have a, the East yeah, is a they, little three. They don't play. I mean, deeply, Miami got Duncan thing. Robinson and hero, but like, I just don't see like deep, like three point scoring teams in the East that would really give Cleveland like a lot of problems. So to say, I'm, I'm not saying they're coming out of the East, but like, I don't think, I don't think Cleveland's going to be as bad off as people are saying. I think they're going to be pretty good. It, the issue is that when you're playing in a zone in Cleveland, which Bickerstaff loves to play Garland, and Mitchell's going to lose their guys because Garland wasn't playing defense most of the time, especially when yeah. that playing game happened. Garland was losing his guy majority yeah. of the time. 
Benchu is another guy who loses his guy. If you're playing a zone, you're not playing man, you're not accountable for an actual individual. He's gonna yeah, lose the guy. He's not gonna find him. He's not gonna know where to play in the zone. And then Karis Levert being your best defender, he's an average defender at best. But if we're talking about your best defender, he has to guard the best offensive player on the other team. He can't do that. One more thing. Y'all mentioned Michael Porter Jr. getting drafted in the 15th <laughs> round as if we didn't realize he had a back injury. The only team in yeah, the I league know, I know that. that took him. The I only team that. in the league so that took him over chance. I was willing to the risk. No, no. The only team in the league that could take that chance was the Denver Nuggets because they had their star point guard. They had Gary Harris at the time who was supposed okay, to be the star and point Kevin guard. Nuts and they had Kevin Nuts I get that, but and what, what risk what Kevin, did the Knicks have taken by taking him? The Knicks have nothing to lose. They should have just taken him anyway. No, but it was a first-round pick. You were going to take Michael Porter Jr., who may not play, and you, you just, oh, yeah, he'll sit. Like, like, you can't do it. They didn't have the chance. I mean, I mean, I mean we, yeah, but, like, Denver the Knicks gave him a max contract. Denver gave him a nice $200 million contract. Look, they, have the, listen, they could do that. You listen, have, we, we have Jokic and Harry. You can do whatever you want. Give anybody a max contract at that point. We can't win for lose when it comes to the Knicks. No matter we go left, we go right. At the end of the night, same result. It is what it is. You know, um, yeah, I'm pretty much done. I think we talked a lot about that topic. The only thing I'll leave us with is going to be very interesting if Cleveland and the Knicks are both playing teams, despite the acquisition and transaction of Donovan Mitchell for Cleveland, and despite us missing out on Cleveland. That would be a very interesting storyline, and I think that will actually be a blessing in disguise for Knicks fans, even if we had to play them and we lose, because it's like, all right, you did all that, and we could we was going to give up all that, and y'all barely beat us to make the playoffs. We'll have yet to see. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back, moving back to the NFL. Keep it locked.